0: Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Refuge Podcast. We are all about unifying a generation of college students to be disciple-making followers of Jesus. It's our goal each week to equip and empower you to make disciples on your college campus. Whether you're enrolled in a university, taking a gap year, attending school virtually, or simply 18 to 25, grab your AirPods and let's have a conversation. Okay, so many of you out there know that I'm a big-time Office fan, The Office, uh, I think it is superior to Friends. I think it is superior to Parks and Rec. Uh, comment if you disagree. Uh, but I just think it is the best show that ever uh, ever came on television. Sad news when Netflix decided to take it off. Uh, that was devastating to my life. But uh, it was great for my productivity. But, you know, the, the scene where, okay, Michael has, he was sitting in the waiting room, to get his hair cut and the little boy took the magazine that he wanted to read. So he had to read Time magazine, which is kind of a funny little side joke there. But um he was reading the article and it was all about China. China's on the move. And he was all upset. Michael's all upset with the fact that China is taking over everything. And so he reads the magazine in and, and the the line he says he reads it twice. So he reads the magazine and in the moment, he's like, you know what? America was built on good ideas. We need a good idea, you know, like the Grand Canyon. And, and he, he kind of gives like big, big ideas. And Pam's like, we need an idea bigger than the Grand Canyon. And he's like, yeah, come on. What, what do you guys have? And blessed Kevin raises his hand, of course, because he's got one. And Michael's like, okay, Kevin, he says, how about an, an antacid you take once a week? And Michael's like, okay, once a week, antacid. All right, that's what we got to beat. Who else has an idea? And everyone's just sitting there like, this is this is dumb. And, of course, if we go Kevin, he's got another idea. Okay, Kevin. And he's like, an antacid you take once a month. And then Stanley, who doesn't care about anything, goes, why don't you just go one for the whole year? And Kevin's face, which is classic, he just goes, mm, too big a pill to swallow. Oh, man. And that part just gets me every time. I've seen it a hundred times, but that part gets me. Uh, And no, her mic is not muted or else she would be laughing hysterically. Uh, But I can tell these jokes and talk about The Office because uh, Caitlin's not here with me on the podcast today. But it's okay. We can talk about The Office for at least 20 minutes, and I could keep going and uh, make it a two-parter. But we're not going to. Uh, But I was thinking about that line, and I was actually talking to uh, somebody else the other day. And we were talking about that line, that that scene from The Office about how Michael's wanting a a really big idea, and he's really just not getting it. And the idea he does get is is terrible. But – and it had me thinking about currently where we are. We're we're in the middle of uh, doing this thing called the Dream Big Campaign where we're trying to raise $250,000 uh, to help us get to eventually uh, either making an offer or buying some land here in uh, our area. And so uh, if you don't know, we are a college ministry, and we're looking to build a retreat center one day in the western North Carolina mountains. We do not have our own property. We borrow property from other people. I constantly have to say that because it's very confusing for a lot of people. Uh, yes, we have pictures of our students in a retreat facility. It doesn't belong to us. Okay, that's just a disclaimer. Uh, so we are raising money. We are saving money, fundraising to one day have our own property. So anyway, we're in this big campaign doing that. But uh, one of the questions that we get, and I think it's it's one of those that we've, we've probably talked about it before. I'm sure we have. Um, but one of the, the questions, or it seems to be the assumed question, is uh, not just why, Why college students? Why are you doing all of this for college students? Why did you quit your jobs, move across the state, trying to raise so much money, going through the the challenges that you're going through as a family? Why are you doing all of this? For college students, uh, and I think we could even go a little bit further or a little bit deeper in that question, uh, and really just talk more broad scale of why college ministry as a whole even matters. Uh, they're going to be there four years and leave. So, like, if ministry is all about relationship, then what what does it matter to like build a relationship for four years and they're gone? Um, so the we we seem to get some questions a lot about why are we doing this for college students? Why is college ministry important? And then to tie it into the Dream Big campaign, now, you know, we're going out there and we're fundraising. We, we fundraised for, uh, I mean, my salary, like I'm full-time with Refuge, which is an amazing accomplishment, we feel like. And all that was done because we have awesome people that care about what we do. Uh, but reality is, if we want to buy a place and build our own retreat center that doesn't cost like a few hundred dollars it costs like hundreds of thousands of dollars and so if we want to do that we need a very substantial amount of money to accomplish what we feel like God has, has created us to do. And so um, with that, I find myself going, okay, Adam, you, you're you going to go into this meeting, you're going to meet with this person, you're going to sell them on the idea of college ministry, and they're going to give money to it. It's going to be awesome. So then in my head, which I'm not a salesman, I'm not good at this, but I'm having to learn and, and I'm still learning, um, is I, have to go, I, I tend to go into this going, okay, I got to sell this guy on College ministry, and that that is even for me is challenging to go. Okay, I care a lot about it. Me, me and Caitlin care a lot about college ministry. I mean, you heard what we have done so far uh, for college students. So we we obviously care a lot about them, and we have a good group of people behind us that they either care about um, college ministry, they see what God is doing in and through refugee treat, or they just really care about me and Caitlin, which is super nice. And it's awesome. But those, those are the reasons that people give to us, but we need a really a lot more. We need to grow that. And so, I find myself defending the need for and the importance of college ministry. And so for those that may not know, and if you're listening to this and you find yourself in college and you're a college student, this is about you. So uh, this should be interesting to you as well. But um, as you know, the statistics for college students is when it comes to like their faith and them being Christians. Now, I'm not talking about them being religious. Uh, We we believe that Jesus did not come and die on the cross for religion, uh, but for a relationship and to give life. And so, uh, nothing gives life more than him, not just a set of rules. So anyway, that's, that was for free. Uh, when you break down the statistics, here's some things that we do learn. Uh, a lot of this information is from a recent study done by the Pew Research, which is a huge organization that does some great, um, some great research. And I love stats about stuff like this so if you're into stats this is your kind of podcast um the percentage of college graduates who read scripture 51 would uh 51 percent would say that they seldom or never read scripture whereas 31 percent would say they read it at least once a week um there are some small stats here and there nine percent say once or twice a month eight percent say several times a year uh so reading scripture over half would say that they seldom or never read their bible um This one is interpreting scripture among college students. The percentage of college graduates to say that the Holy Scripture is not the Word of God, uh, that's an astounding 43%. 43% of college graduates say that the Bible is not the Word of God, whereas 29% would say it is the Word of God, but not everything should be taken literally, and only 19% say that the Word of God is true, accurate, and it should be taken literally, so uh, about 43%. Not the Word of God. I keep going. Percentage of college graduates who uh, believe in heaven, 63% say yes, 29% say no, 8% said other. <laughs> What's the other? It's a yes or no. Do you believe in heaven? Yes or no. Uh, but 8% said they don't know. Uh, and then the belief in hell, 48% would say they believe in it. 43% say they do not believe in it. Um, so I want to go back to the ones that we're talking about reading the scripture and uh, and praying. When you look at prayer, prayer is always a really high stat. Uh, there was a, a research done by the Barner Research Group a long time ago that said that it was like 82% of the people in the world believe in prayer. Uh, but when you look at like prayer you know, compared to how, what percentage of them are actually Christians, it's way lower. So what are they praying to? Who are they praying to? So prayers are very broad term here, but, Uh, When it goes to prayer, college students pray, which is great. That the the um, number was high for that. But when it comes to reading the scripture uh, and spending time in their word, or even believing that when they read it, it's true, that's missing. That that out of all the stats that I read uh, leading up to this podcast, that was the worst. That was the worst one saying that the the scripture is not there. Um, So when you're challenged, when things come your way, and you have a lot thrown at you as far as in your faith go, and you're you don't have a backbone, you don't have something firm, you're going to waver. It's, it, you're going to be shaken. You're going to now start to ask yourself, what do I believe? And then what tends to happen is when you get in that state, then the people around you, whatever they believe or whatever is the common denominator there, that's typically what you're going to lean to because you didn't have a strong enough backbone. So your backbone is scripture. It's what the Bible says and the believing that what the Bible says is true and accurate, all of it. Uh, so there's a huge issue there. That's the root. So we started at the root. Now filter all the way up and you have uh, a very high number. Again, Barner Research did this years ago, um, but basically saying like 80% or 85%, it was somewhere there, of high schoolers that graduate high school and grew up in the church their parents made them go or they liked to go or they had you know a boyfriend a girlfriend that went whatever they were in church but now they go to church they stop going to church or they go to college and they stop going to church uh and so that was a, a really large number and and then when we saw that number when it came out we were like oh no how dare these college kids not going to church well i would say that that Yes, college students, we will always be an advocate for your local church. Find a church in the area. But more so than not, we're not going to spend all of our energy finding all these churches for you to attend. Uh, we'll help you. And if you have questions and you're like, hey, I'm, I'm going to, you know, uh, whatever, North Greenville uh, College, and I don't know the, any good churches, can you help me out? Absolutely. We will help you out. You better believe we'll we'll find a way and we will we will do our best to help you. But... I would say, and what we really fight for for refugee Retreat is for you to be in a godly community. That is your church while you were at college. Uh, if maybe there's not a great church in your area, okay, I'm sorry, but you need to at least put some effort into finding a godly community because what's going to happen is when you don't have the backbone, which statistics say that over half, it was like 54% of you college students are never reading your Bible. And then when you are reading your Bible, 48% of you are saying that it's not even true or not even accurate, uh, and so the 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 disconnect there is not having the backbone, and then you also don't get around godly community, uh, and so the the phrase so with all that being considered, and then you have the phrase of like, hey, these are our leaders of tomorrow, and whatever as cheesy as that, we never say that. Okay, we're not going to say that. We're entrusting you to be leaders now. Uh, you you should have the quality. You do have the qualities and the giftings and the mental intellect (laughs) to just simply be a good leader where you are and make disciples where you are. And so we would say, okay, you, you made it to college. This is exciting time. We're going to put some responsibility on your shoulders. And that is to be a leader and to stand out and to be a disciple while you're in college. Uh, if we don't do that, if, if, If we, on the much larger scale, if we don't entrust college-age students to be leaders and to grow in that, then what we're doing is we're taking that time where there may not be a backbone, and the numbers show that there are more than not that don't have that backbone. So we're saying that in that moment of their faith, this is for the Christian community, obviously, like huge corporation leaders that don't follow Jesus, they don't care about this, but we were saying for the Christian community— if, if we don't show that we care about this generation at this time of their life, then what we're saying is we're just hoping for the best for you. We're just – it's literally like Michael Scott saying, we need a, an idea bigger than the Grand Canyon because – it. it there has to be a, a very intentional time where, in this season of your life where you're in college, where things are being thrown at you left and right, and it, it could be crazy or not. Maybe it's not. And maybe you're struggling with like complacency or being stagnant or whatever it may be. Maybe you're like me and you went to a Christian school and you feel like everybody around you is just a better Christian than you. You know, whatever it may be, like whatever season you're in, this moment in your life where you're in college. There's so much that could happen. And yes, your career path could change multiple times while you're in school. You could have different relationships. You could find the one you're gonna marry. Uh, Whatever it may, you could go broke again, like I was in college. Whatever it is, in that moment, you still have this chance to grow in your faith or be crushed. Uh, And so for us, we go, man, why college ministry? Why college students? Are you serious? Like, I don't know of a more crucial time in someone's life that we should be investing in than when someone is between the ages of 18 to 25. That time of your life, it it is the chance for your backbone to make you stand up straight or to have you crumble and fall. Uh, and when I talk to churches, when I talk to potential givers, when I talk to whoever it may be, and I'm like, man, I'm trying to sell you on this idea of college ministry. I'm just like... Please believe in the fact that this is such an important time of life. This is such a crucial time of life, where we have got to not just Adam, Adam and Caitlin can't do it by themselves. We we cannot do this alone. And I'm not just saying the fundraising. I'm saying reaching a generation, unifying a generation, and teaching and showing and and putting this value on them being the ones that are the disciple makers, not just us you know, 30 years later after we've learned how big of a bozo we were while we were in college. But it is crucial for us all to understand the importance and the value in college ministry. And when people ask us, so why, like why college ministry and why are you doing this all for college students? Man, the number one answer in the cop-out is we're called to it. Okay, God called us to it. But even further, we just believe so much this is the most crucial time that someone could either stand firm in their faith or they could crumble. And we want to be a part of changing those statistics and fixing those numbers to where, man, we got college students reading their Bibles left and right. They're not only reading them, they're teaching their Bibles in their dorm rooms, in their lobbies, in their apartments, whatever it may be. But they are we're entr- we are entrusting college students to disciple each other by studying and reading the Bible together, by praying, by being relational. We're entrusting that with them. We we believe that's what it's gonna take for this generation, for this nation, uh, for our world to be completely impacted by the gospel is this age. Uh, We believe in it and uh, we pray and pray and pray that others buy into uh, this idea of this crucial age of college ministry. Hey, thanks for listening to the Refuge Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the conversation and were encouraged in some way. Be sure to subscribe and share the podcast, and we will catch you guys next time.